This is the Reactive Attachment Disorder Podcast. I'm Tracy Turner Kaiser. I am a licensed professional counselor supervisor. I am in private practice at Full Circle Family Counseling in Pittsburgh, North Carolina, and I'm offering these podcasts to help parents, guardians, grandparents, teachers, anybody that might be interacting with a child with reactive attachment disorder. These podcasts are meant to put more tricks into your bag so that you have more skills in knowing how to handle children with reactive attachment disorder. These are hopefully going to help you not feel so alone in working with kids with reactive attachment disorder or parenting them. I'm hoping that these recordings and podcasts will help give you a little breathing space. And so when she's stonewalling and not doing any um, reaction, you may want to just one, one trick that may or may not work is you could just put your hand in between her shoulder blades and another hand on the opposite side of her chest to just to hold her heart and kind of go, I wonder how your heart is feeling about this. Let's listen to your heart and see how your heart is feeling. So you're wanting to give her, she may not come up with an answer at that given moment, but we're wanting to give her opportunities to, instead of numbing out and dissociating, to come back into her body. And the touch is going to bring her back into her body. The holding of her heart is going to give her the comfort of being supported by you. And then the open-ended question of, I wonder how your heart is feeling, that gives her permission to answer any way she wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just, you know, and then you just kind of see what she comes up with. And she may or may not come up with anything. Um, and she might say, I don't know, or my heart doesn't feel anything. You kind of go, that's okay. I can't wait till the day it does. And you can sort of say, you want to know okay. what my heart feels? And you can have her, you know, like you can sort of say, my heart feels, you know, sad that, that your heart doesn't know what it's feeling. My heart feels a lot of love for you or, you know, something short and sweet. It's not a long discussion. You want to keep it really simple, not because she's not not because she doesn't have the intelligence to have a more complicated conversation, but when we keep it simple, then the, then her brain doesn't have to overwork to translate everything. It's come, it becomes very uh, down to earth and concrete of like, Oh, my heart feels what. Um, mm-hmm. And if you have a sense that her heart is, you know, that you can see that she's really angry, you might put your hands on her heart and hold it and kind of go take a deep breath and kind of go, wow, your heart's doing a really good job letting me know that a part of you is really angry right now. Tell me mm-hmm. what you're scared about or tell me what you're sad about. Um, and she may or may not have an answer and she may not want to talk to you about it, but you're just inviting her. You're giving her little pebbles that are going to lead her into the ability to have a, a deeper conversation with you when she's ready. So that, that might be um, yeah, that's that's really helpful. Um, so I know we spoke about school and that maybe it wasn't ideal for her to be there, but she is there. So right. I've trying to trying to kind of observe um, what she's like when she comes out of school. Yeah. And uh, two observations were she generally seems quite agitated uh-huh. for the first half an hour to an hour after she comes out of school. Right. Um, and, and generally, you know, I'll try and ask her, yeah, I'll, I'll try and know at least one thing that was on the schedule that day and I'll ask her, how was, you know, French mm-hmm. lesson or how was your PE today? Right. Did you do what? And she's, she'll sort of say, I didn't do that or I don't remember. 
Right. And, and then, then later on. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. And then later on, she'll say, oh, I did do that. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, that's good. Because what she's telling you is that when she gets, she's, school is like um, Chuck E. Cheese on steroids. I don't know if you know what Chuck E. Cheese is, but it's kind of like a, like a child's like amusement park on steroids. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of commotion. There's a lot, even if her school is really calm for her nervous system, there's a lot of stimulation um, and yeah. not a lot of, you know, not a, not a lot, not a lot of internal structure. The school might have structure, but she, you know, in, internally she's on, she's on hyper vigilant. She's on hyper alert and that's exhausting. Uh, so when she gets home and she gets back to you to you, which you're a safe haven, she's going to, her nervous system can relax and, and show you how agitated she is. Now there's no right or wrong with going to school. It just is the, the nature of the beast. Um, mm -hmm. so she's agitated, uh, and one thing you could do instead of initially right asking her about, you know, school is to uh, act, treat her as if she is a, a child under the age of one and you're, you're picking her up from daycare. You would scoop her up, you would hold her, you'd hug her, you'd kiss her, you might like rock her, you might just look in her eyes and connect with her. Um, typically... If we are, if our kids are younger than one and they have to be in daycare, when we, that child comes to us, the first thing we usually do is as mothers, we usually latch them on and they nurse from us um, mm -hmm. because that's a way of connection, right? It's like mom's feeding me. I'm back to heart to heart connection. I feel the heartbeat. I'm back in mom's arms. The world is safe. So we all want that. And she in particular is needing that particularly after a day of a lot of stimulation. So... Mm -hmm. Instead of asking her about stimulation, she's, she's going to be overwhelmed. She's going to like, I don't want to talk about it. I can't remember. I don't know any, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you're going to scoop her in. You're going to have your after school routine, which is maybe snuggling with her for a little bit and then feeding her, you know, ice cream out of a spoon while you're holding her or giving her a cookie or, or a piece of fruit or whatever your family routine is on that. Um, and then once she's calmed down and she's back into her routine, she's done some strong sitting, she's sitting on her rug or she's back in your arms, you might say to her, hey, so how was your day at school today? I heard mm -hmm. that you had French class today. What did you learn? And you might speak to her in French. You know, hey, you know, I wish I could speak any French, but I can't. So <laughs> <laughs> ignorant American over here. So you're just, you're, you know, you might just kind of humor her and she'll tell you about her day. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. You want to uh, want to connect with her. It's kind of like imagine if you had a really rough day and a lot of stimulation and no downtime, and your husband came home and asked you, "Hey, Sarah, how was your day at school? I mean, how was your day at work? Tell me about this case you're working on." You'd be like, "Oh my God, I can't even remember." You know, like you're asking me about something that I want to forget about right now. You would yeah. probably feel better if he came home saw that your nervous system was a little agitated, gave you a big hug and held you and just sort of said, whew, it's really good to see you. I'm really glad to reconnect with you. You'd yeah. be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. And I, and I, I know they have, you know what it's like these days, um, how technology and especially with learning aids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I know they watch TV in class. Right. Um, 
So I was thinking of trying to speak to the teacher to ask them to minimize that a bit more. Cause yeah, that, that would be helpful. Um, also just to, uh, you know, maybe just, you know, give her a book while they're watching the, 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 the TV screen so that she has a choice of watching it or not watching it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, you are, um, you do have the summer with her, right? Is that still? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think by just scooping her up and, and, uh, rocking with her or snuggling with her or, or just having that basic, you know, skin to skin, eye to eye, heart to heart connection when she comes home might really help. Uh, help re uh, help to yeah. re-regulate her so she's regulate you know she can begin to regulate herself back to calm and one of I mean as I think I mentioned to you last week but the teacher was saying you know she's she's so much of a tomboy and yeah. um she doesn't know how to she doesn't she, yeah her social interactions with girls is is kind of you know it doesn't really gel um and the teacher was saying to me, Joe, you know, try and make her more girly, you know, it'd be really nice to see more girly side of her. But <laughs> as I try, I'm trying to be more, you know, really kind of look at her personality, you know, and see her more. And I just, I don't, I just don't think that's, that's her. Right. It may not be. And, you know, uh, yeah. And if she, you know, um, wasn't she, wasn't, didn't she have older brothers or older kids, older boys that she was yeah. thinking about? Yeah. Um, so she may not understand, like, she's not going to identify with that. She's identifying with, you know, the tomboy play older boys. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would try to get the teachers to not try to gentrify her into being a girl and just let her be who she is. And mm -hmm. eventually, um, that, uh, will, she'll begin to come into herself. Um, and, uh, yeah, which may be a complete tomboy or it might be, you know, who knows, right? And uh, mm. um, So as long as she's not being aggressive, I, I would just let the teachers kind of go, yeah, well, right now she, you know, she grew up with boys. Um, so we're just helping her adjust to being part of this family. And we're not really, you know, we, we, you know who knows, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as long as she's not being aggressive or like bullying other kids or other girls. I, I, I don't think the teachers. Will talk much um, about. I don't think she bullies, but she's, yeah. she's got a tendency to um, be quite controlling in a group situation where she, you know, you do this, I have this, mm -hmm. you do this. Um, and this is the way it's kind of, it's going to flow, you know? Right. Right. So good for her. She is tenacious um, in being a survivor and that in, in her world before coming to your family, that was a really good survival skill. This is how we're going to do it. And we're going to do it my way. That kind of kept her from being bullied herself um, mm -hmm. or bossed around. Um, so what you're going to teach her is maybe, especially when school gets out is to be able to kind of uh, giving people other uh, the choices to be in the leader. So that might be when you do, um, you play the games like Simon Says, um, follow the leader, uh, uh, you know, um, Mother May I, those kind of games, any kind of games where uh, it, it, the, the role of who's in charge changes. Mm -hmm. you know, green light, red light, that's going to stop and go. Um, the, you know, the taking turns, sharing. Uh, and once you, 
And when she begins to recognize that her world is not falling apart when she's not in charge of it, that will change probably. And I would say for the next couple of weeks, uh, maybe you can just encourage the teachers to just sort of say, to, to let her, to just sort of say, oh, you're doing a go good job being in charge. Let's let someone else be in charge right now uh, mm -hmm. and see if she's willing to let that happen. She may not be um, because that would be kind of scary. Or the teachers could reassure her, like, nothing bad's going to happen. I'll watch. Let's, let, let's give someone else a chance to be in charge. If the teachers are willing, are the teachers willing to, to interact with her on that level? Yeah, I have to ask them to keep it, yeah, to yeah. watch a bit more. Mm -hmm. um, they have one project at the moment, which um, I think it's quite nice, but I don't know as well if it could be... Um, overstimulating for her they're doing a, a memory a bank or a memory oh, jar uh-huh she hasn't yeah she, she's the only memories i've said to her you know does she want to put anything in from ethiopia maybe some right. pictures but the only thing she really wants to do is is post you know post joining our family right right um and that's okay for right now um because that's her world at this given moment um you can and you can let her know that's you know that's okay for right now and some you know sometime you might you may you know we you know we can talk about you know what your life when you were in ethiopia um and uh especially for school right now she may not want to be so in her mind feel ostracized she may not want to be feel so different from everybody else mm -hmm. um, yeah yeah but that would okay. be something, kind of keep that in the back burner sarah because that's something that we could definitely do with her down the road um, cause that would be useful for her to integrate that part of herself into her given world right now and not cut it off. But mm -hmm. right now she just needs to cut it off because she's adjusting Okay. Been with you for a little bit. Well, you know, she's still pretty, she's still, she's only been with you, what, nine months or so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's still pretty new for her. She's still probably, you know, she's still really adjusting to everything, but you, you know, you can gently bring it up like you know, like, um, like you might have some pictures of her when she was in Ethiopia or when you went to go pick her up or whatever, and you might, you might have it around the house or, and I look, I could look like from in her room, she had some pictures of, um, some stuff from Africa. Yeah. Yeah. And her and her, the, the picture, the photo she has is of her and her, her main carer in Ethiopia. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, might ask her to say, do, would you like to add that? Do you want to put that on your time, you know, time box? Mm -hmm. She might say no. You're kind of like that's okay for school, you know. You you can you don't you you really that's okay. And let's put it in your time. Let's it's in your room and and uh, just know that it's in your time box in your heart. Yeah, she actually. This is a picture of her and her caretaker. She's 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 not a little kid, is she? No. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I was looking at pictures last night. Um, of yeah our time in Ethiopia which was from like April to August we met her in April and finalized in August yeah grown so much she's so much bigger than than what she is in, in that right. picture there yeah so do you suspect and I think you may have mentioned this do you suspect that she's a little older than what she had originally oh yeah, they, yeah. so two dentists uh, two separate dentists have said between the age of eight and nine yeah because they've actually x-rays on her teeth so they can right. see her. Yeah, you know, how many yeah, adult teeth she's got and how right. developed the roots are. Yeah, so let's assume that she's biologically eight or nine. And how old is she? So, did, how old? Five. Is she? 
she's five. So she's about what, three to four years older than she might be emotionally. Yes. So, um, yeah, she's turning six in July, early July. Yeah. And they say that she's about eight or nine. So she's probably two or three, two or three years older, which would make sense. It's really not, it's really so common for that to take place where they're, kids just you know they seem so much younger until you get them home and then they start getting good food and they start growing like you know like rabbits on steroids um yeah yeah. (laughs) um so you know so she has a lot more memory in there than than she would if she were if she had been like you know four or five when you had gotten her you know so she's probably got two or three years more memory and so at some point um i would say in another month or two maybe three especially after you get nancy's book and kind of put that into place and she's her external world is really structured we'll begin to kind of delve into her memories and the trauma and and just you know the transitions of you know coming from a different culture into a different family and what she remembers or doesn't remember yeah i'm i'm I'm, uh very you know obviously would really like to her to share that with us what she's yeah yeah she's been through. and so you're just going to keep uh laying little seeds that might may or may t- not take root you know you're just gonna like when she's like doing the time you know the time box at home at school you might just say you could just sort of have a box that you're in her room and say you know this is the this is the box when you are in ethiopia let me know if there's anything you want to put in there you know you mm-hmm. just kind of like you're just in your own way, so you'll figure out, you know, you're just trust your intuition and you'll figure out ways to be able to uh, open the, begin to like crack the door open for her to begin to process her grief, her anger, her confusion, questions that she may or may not have. Mm-hmm. And I think you're doing a good job with that with already putting, you know, you're, you're you know, you haven't boxed it all away. It's there in her room. She has access to it when she wants. And she, she may, more of that may come out as she begins to have a, a more conceptual uh, vocabulary and uh, understanding of the English language. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you found this podcast useful. To add more tips to your bag, schedule teleconferencing sessions or intensives with me, visit my website, www.fullcirclefamilycounseling.com, where you can schedule session, sessions access other podcasts, and additional support resources. Please be sure to sign up for the newsletter to receive parenting tips, access to webinars, and exclusive content. Take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitchers, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. If you have any questions that you would like answered, feel free to email us at tracy at gmail.com. As always, much gratitude to the folks at Love & Logic, Nancy Thomas, Daniel Hughes, and many others for teaching throughout the years on reactive attachment disorder. Until we connect again, remember that you are not alone. Find the humor in the chaos. Stay consistent in your efforts and continue to reach out. I am here healing your heart-to-heart connection one heart at a time.